Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Vafrit, hey, friend, uh, I brought some people here. They're looking for uh, a person maybe uh, maybe you might have heard. I thought you mentioned the name. I think we've decided that we'd like the information about Thelonious and we're willing to carry your valuable package for you. <sighs> Thelonious, okay. Thelonious, I heard it a few times through some different market channels of folks looking for uh, bits and bobs. Last I heard, uh, the hand of Yartar uh, was doing business with him. So he's going to take the packages and uh, put them in his bag. And then he's going to draw his greatsword. So what's the plan here? You're going to swing your sword around, knock us out, maybe take us out... You know, there's somebody else in line. But you're standing right in front of me, and I don't like you very much. I'm going to swing it up. Your boss is right. When this is all over, someone will have to take over. If it's someone who does it the way we like it, I'd very carefully consider your next action. It could be you. So, taking the information you got from Vafrit, you make your way down, hopping caravans, until you reach a guide to take you up the River Deserin. You dock in the city's small port and make your way through the bustling city until you find the tavern, Wink and a Kiss. We're looking for someone named Thelonious. Prim's... Something. Prim's friend? Prim's gown? Her smile disappears. You mean Thelonious Prim's bane? Oh, I was way off. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him. Also with me today is Tom Laird. He, him. I'm playing Perseus. He is a uh, lightfoot halfling warlock who also goes by he, him. And Carla Maxted. She, her. I am playing Lexington, a human fighter slash paladin. He, him. And joining us again this week from the Crit Show, our good buddy Rev. Hey, I am he, him, and I am here as Margaret Broadcloak, the uh, Betty White monster hunter, uh, she, her. I love Margaret because she just brings reason to every situation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like last episode, 
Lex starts swinging swords. You're like, you could run this organization, young man. Yeah, it's good because Lex is, I mean, Lex and Perseus, I don't want to speak for Tom. We're very new to the world. Sure. <laughs> so I don't think we have a lot of um, good reasoning skills or, yeah, we need an adult. Yeah, Margaret's like that guiding <laughs> hand for us and yeah. it's very needed. Yeah, and Arvid is just, Arvid has been in the world, but <laughs> in his own world also, so... Yeah. Yeah. Arvid yeah. means well. Yeah. Uh, he's got a heart of gold, but terrifying spells. Yeah. That one was <laughs> yes. creepy. Yeah. Like maybe, uh, yeah. The downtime after this one, uh, after this episode, I'll tell you some of the other spells because there's a couple other good ones that maybe we'll see. Maybe we won't. So we'll get into that. That's the tease. We have downtime episodes. When you join us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, uh, where we talk about the episode, break it down, come up with what we did wrong, and then do it better next time. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's yep. never happened. That's never happened. We mostly just talk about what goof we, goofs we made and then go on from there. Uh, so you can join us, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, and you also get an episode dedicated to you when you are a patron, like today's patron, Wilfred Gaub. Thanks, Wilfred. Thank you, Wilfred. Hey. Thanks, Wilfred. We appreciate you. We do appreciate you. We think you're great. Uh, join us today, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, fuck it, let's play. You're seated in Uzumaki's uh, office, hickory and orange, filling your senses as she reveals to you Thelonious Prim's full name. Thelonious Primsbane. What could you for want with Thelonious Primsbane? I kind of just look over at Lex like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knows something about me and I don't know enough about myself. So I'm searching for him. She looks at you. Um, where are... Are there any scars visible? On me? On you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I am wearing, like, adventurer's clothes. I'm pretty covered, you know, neck to, to wrist to ankles. But I think um, I am very gray and mottled looking still. Um, and probably you can see some scarring, like, coming up alongside my jaw right so I'm not wearing a full turtleneck or a scarf or anything so you can see some some scarring on my neck she looks you over and says well that makes sense I guess Primsbane is a is a bad man you know you know that much like I I hope it's not some family reunion that you're looking for here. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I think he has destroyed my chances for any kind of family reunion. Yeah. He's done that for a few people. So you do know him. I've done business with him for quite a while and that's the only reason that I believe I'm still allowed to be doing business is that I have accommodated him in his requests. Does he operate in this city then? No. 
This is your city, isn't it? Your organization? Do you? Is my organization, yes. Um, we, we don't yet have the power to control large swaths of the city. Um, while she's been talking, she reaches into, um, just slowly and cautiously reaches into her desk and pulls out a, um, a small purse, um, and slides it across the desk to you, kind of ushers to it and marks off in her book again. Thelonious comes and goes, and when he goes, leaves destruction in his wake. The most recent was an attack on Mirabar. I think all of you would have at least heard of Mirabar. Uh, Margaret and Arvid for sure would know Mirabar as like the main dwarven like stronghold. He raised an undead army that rivaled the Axe of Mirabar. The Axe of Mirabar being the main force um, of the Dwarven army, um, one of the most revered in uh, Dwarven culture. It came out of nowhere, and he controlled everyone within city limits. We still don't know how he did it. He was able to turn living people undead almost with like a snap of his fingers. He was driven off by the decimators of dragons before they got rid of Tiamat. He's popped up a few times with me searching for parts. And she kind of ushers towards the uh, ice elemental on your desk and says, that's not for him. But similar parts are what he comes and looks for. He's been quiet for the last few months, which is concerning for a man like him. You want to find him. Yes? Yes, I want to find him. I want to stop him. Are you bringing an army? And I look side to side at my friends. Well, just this small group. Okay. What do you want from me? Well, I want to know where he is. And I suppose I want to know if there are any allies to be found. Since he's raising undead armies to fight the Axe of Mirabar. Perhaps the four of us are not enough. Um... Yeah. Allies. You know, <laughs> the four of you might just be the craziest idea, but he might not see it coming. You see her go into, like, deep thought. Says, I... There are a couple places he could be. One... There's an entrance to the Underdark in the city of Neverwinter. There's a... Well, 
If you go there, you will have to go into the Underdark. You will have to trudge through and hopefully keep your sanity and selves as you try to find him. Well, that one, that one sounds pretty scary. Well, the other option isn't a lot better. The other one is closer. It's further up the river that you may have seen or come in on. It leads up into the Lost Peaks, where you'll be met with a guardian of the gates that hold back anybody that Thelonious Primsbane does not want entering. The guardian is a black dragon named Mordegim. So we've got maybe going crazy in this underdark or a black dragon. These seem like bad options. Thelonious is not a good option. You had said that there's a chance that he wouldn't be expecting it from a group like us. Do you have any sense of this guardian? Is it able to let him know when people try to enter? Does that make the Underdark the better option? The dragon controls a region of approximately six miles around its lair. Anything that happens within that lair, the dragon knows about. What its direct connection to Thelonious is, I can't tell you, but not... I can tell you that nobody has made it past the dragon. If you are to go to the Underdark, there are all manners of creatures and drow and whatever Thelonious has been lying in wait with. I know the history of the hand. I realize that uh, what we're talking about is a costly gamble, but I imagine that without Thelonious here, you might feel a large weight off of your shoulders. Is there anyone in your guild that has had dealings with the Underdark that might be able to escort us? The Underdark seems like a fantastic place to find unexpected riches. I can't imagine you haven't heard of a few thieves coming in and out of there. There aren't many who have ventured far into the Underdark within our guild. We do have a contact in Neverwinter that goes there regularly, who may be willing, for the right price, to take you down there. Uh, turn in and look at Lex. I think ultimately this is your decision, but I have to say that between myself and Arvid, at least, we're far more equipped to deal with the things in the Underdark. I've never fought a dragon, at least not one that large. I'm not quite sure I want to start now unless 
we're sure we could do it. Yeah, I gotta say, I, I think I agree with uh, Margaret. Dragon seems like a lot. Yes, I agree. A, a dragon, a six-mile radius, sneaking. I think if a small group can do it, it can only be by subterfuge, and there's no subterfuge when you're fighting a dragon. That's embroidered on one of the quilts in my in my old home. <laughs> So I don't relish the idea of the Underdark, but I also don't fear death and the undead as most creatures do, being familiar with it. Who is this contact in Neverwinter? It's a gnome who goes by the name of Budig. We've done business with him for a while. He he gets us goods from his travels down there components for various clients travels down there quite regularly was in pretty tight with Vafrit so maybe we won't mention the the thing maybe not maybe don't lead with it is there anything you need from us for sharing this information if you do it, I mean, that's payment enough. But if you don't, he can't know that I helped you. Of course not. Of course not. Probably a good time to mention I've already forgotten what your name was. <laughs> Prim's Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, who's got the list? I guess me. Okay. I mean, uh, one of the n- names mentioned, Mordekim jumps out as um, kind of sparks to you because part of that name is on that list. Right. Yeah, so maybe I'll pull that out um, you know, while we've got a knowledgeable person here. This is this is the list of the people we're looking for and Thelonious is at the top of that list and, and you've helped us with that and it looks like Mortigam it's probably there as well. I think we know who VAR is. Do you recognize this other name? I don't recognize that name. I mean, more. M- this has to be Mordekim. If this is Thelonious Primsbane, obviously. Mordekim makes sense. I, I don't recognize VAR, but if you say you know who it is, then. No, I don't recognize. Nobody that I've dealt with. Well, then I guess we just need to say thank you. And I'll take that uh, coin purse that she handed across the the desk earlier as payment for the packages. You know, we need money. Just because sure. we're on a mission of righteousness doesn't mean we don't have to eat and stay at inns. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. If there's anything else you need on your way out, Pia will uh, lead you out and get you many food. You can stay the night. We'll take care of you. I think just getting a sense of her, Margaret stands up and, and thinks back to our short time uh, with Vafrit. 
We had mentioned that Vafrit's location is under new management. I think it's your management. Perhaps that will help you a little bit. Securing the city. Make sure everyone's well fed and rested. You've come with very interesting news today, friends. Who are you? Us? We were just four random strangers that no one thought could pull it off. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're led back down the hallways um, and back out into uh, the main tavern area. She sits you down at the table. She brings you the menu. Says anything... Taking care of you, uh, Lex. You look into the um, the purse, um, or if you look into the purse, I guess. Sure. Uh, just spiders. <laughs> just, just jingle dangling spiders. <laughs> yeah. Take for that, free, the usual payment of spiders. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you find uh, twenty-five platinum coins. Ooh. What do you say? We enjoy our meal here. And then we look for a way to do some good deeds with all this money we have come into. That's not a bad idea. Um, but perhaps set a little aside, we might want to do a bit of research of the Underdark to see if there are special supplies we might need. Absolutely, and it sounds like we'll probably need to pay this Budig character to take us down there. Yes. But a small little splurge of good deeds before we leave town could be just the thing before heading into the Underdark. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a great idea. So, what are causes close to your heart? Me personally, anytime there's a underfunded orphanage, it, um, I always like to make sure everyone has enough to eat and a safe place to sleep. I was going to say, let's get freaky, but uh, <laughs> seems out of place right now. <laughs> well, especially after that answer. Yeah. No, I should have gone first. I, I hesitated. My bad. Uh, we'll pretend I didn't. Uh, I'll say mine last. No, it's fine. I like this, this word play that we have here where I was going to say something sex related. Mm. And you said for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perseus? Uh, well, if there's any, like, hobby farms or anything Maybe, like, some, some artisan-type deals with maybe cheese I don't know, could be anything Uh, maybe we could help them out Yes, yes, I love it We can support local artisans We can help an orphanage. I would love to find someone helping animals. Perseus got me through the worst times in my life as my best friend, the rat. And I feel like animals really offer something to the world. And then um, if we have energy, 
whatever Arvid thinks we should do. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, once the otters and cheeses are had and uh, the children are fed and everyone's got a place to sleep. Well, let's fucking get freaky. <laughs> yeah, real, real work hard, play hard kind of situation. Oh, yeah. It's not the years. It's the mileage. I'm only 29. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're looking for an orphanage. So blah, blah, blah. We go to an orphanage. We support some artisans. Okay. And then Arvin. Yeah. We, support, we support some artisan orphans. Yep. <laughs> we got our, our wires crossed a little bit. Um. Okay, well, we fast forward through you finding the the local uh, the Yarter orphanage and donating some money. You see children crying and happy and gleeful. You see the head nun thankful and it gifts you something. No, it doesn't gift you anything. That would be weird. Thank you she for this you, transaction. She gives you yeah. a child. <laughs> this, is, this is the opposite of what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, we're going in the underdark here. It's, we're perfect family. Yep. Um, you go to the the Yarter Furry Farm. No. We haven't skipped. No, Arvid's thing is last, <laughs> I <yeah>. said. <laughs> the Yarter Animal Shelter. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dogs and cats and goats and uh, a small rodent section, mice and rats, um, and they are very supportive. Uh, and then you each find a local artisan who you choose to donate some money to. Which artisan do you find? Uh, well, Perseus finds the local cheesemonger, uh, the Cheesehead. Yes, Cheesehead Farms. Yep, that's the one. It's a it's a small place. Um, it, you know they have one cheese hopper in the back. There's a little jingle on the bell as you enter. Um, there's one woman uh, and one man behind the desk. Man's reading the newspaper. Woman calls you in and says, "Hey, come in. Uh, what uh, what can I do for you, uh, good sir?" Oh, well, we just uh, stop by to sample some of your wares and see how business has been. Uh, well, business has been good. It's a, it's a little slow right now. Um, you know, it's been tough to, uh, uh, tough to, tough to source all, you know, enough material. But at the same time, when we get too much, some of it goes bad because we only have the one hopper in the back. Oh, I, Sorry, I, see I don't so. mean to dump that on you. Uh, it's, <laughs> what, what can I do no. for you? you? You need some cheese here. Take, take some, take some of this. It's one of our finest Gruyeres. Ooh, love a good Gruyere. Thank you. So you were saying about your too much supply, but not enough supply, and sometimes there's... You can tell I really know how a cheese business works by all of the intricacies (laughs) I've put into, um, you know, what goes into it. Mm, yes, yes. Um, So if you were to need um, more equipment, sounded like that was kind of... Wait, would you just have to sell more cheese to make that happen? Or how would you go about making that happen? Well, that's how business works. Uh, You sell goods for profit, save profit, grow business. Well, Uh, I'm I'm learning so much. Let me write this down. Yep. Lather, rinse, repeat. Eventually you grow to a size that is sustainable in and of itself. And 
cheese can be had by all. Take down mm. the big cheese, you know. Well, I really like that sentiment of cheese had by all. That is right up my alley. Well, I recently came into some money, and I'm trying to decide what to do with it, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted it. You just you just want to give us money? Well, I mean, this Gruyere is delicious, and I feel like more people should have access to it. What kind of secret millionaire are you? Ugh, the best kind, a former rat. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> mm, yes, I know. It's uh, very confusing for a lot of people. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, if you think this will help you supply cheese to the masses, then I'm happy to help you. I, 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 think, it, I think it would. What, what, what is your name, good sir? Mm, Perseus. Well, this would, this, with this amount of money, we could buy two more hoppers. And that means more cheese for the people. And that means more cheese for the See, people. See, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning since you, I've been here. You've got it. Well, with that, oh, we could sell so much more cheese. And you, Perseus, well, I could offer you nothing but, but cheese for future, future visits. And any time you, you come in, cheese is on the house. Well, I mean, that's very kind of you. And it's exactly uh, what I was hoping for. Not exactly <laughs> the most selfless task here, but... Uh, yeah, why, why, why can't Perseus have a little cheese out of the deal? <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> she begins breaking down in tears over the, the, the cheese uh, hoppers that could be had. And you two discuss cheese all the afternoon. The live long day. We cut to Lex. Uh, so I have found a jeweler. Yeah, you find uh, Ruby's Jewels. A small, older woman comes out from the back, and she's got like these, you know, the the tiny magnifying glass glasses uh, just on the edge of her nose. And she comes out from the back and says, "Ah, uh, yes, I'll be with you in a minute." And she kind of you hear some stumbling around at the back, and she comes out and says, "What can I do for you, sir?" Hello, I'm looking for something, something special. Do you mm-hmm. ever have just? Just a group of friends or or family that that you're so close to, and you want to show them how much they mean to you. That they're a they're an intricate part of making you whole. My goodness, I that is a lovely story. You have you have such people in your life. Yes, so I'm wondering if you have something that I could mm-hmm. that I could give them each as a token to show that we complete each other. Oh, that's such a lovely sentiment. Give me a moment. There's been a there's been a a line of product that I've been working on. You might just be the one to try it out on. She disappears into the back and then comes out with this with her sketchbook. Um, and in it, uh, she flips to a page, and it is a square. It's like a solid. Looks like a solid square piece, but in it, it are small jewels and intricate ironwork or metalwork um, that show part of the landscape of the area. There's like the mountain off in one side, the river kind of running through, connecting the pieces. Um, and then the city in, or a city, not necessarily this city, but a city in the center, uh, surrounded by these hills and mountains. She says, I think this could be something. What do you think? 
Well, it's it's beautiful, but how does it? This looks just like one. Oh, oh of course. Uh, she flips the page, and then it's like deconstructed to show four separate pieces that interlock with each other. Um, she says that we could we could make them as rings, as as a as a as a necklace, as a brooch. However, you you see fit for your friends. Oh, this are you are you Ruby? This I I, I am Ruby. Yes, Ruby. This. Is perfect. This is exactly this is exactly what I need. Is it possible to get this fairly quickly? We're going on a dangerous sort of trip, and I'd love to give it to my friends before we go. We live in a magical world. I'm sure I could have it for the time that you need it. <laughs> well, this is absolutely perfect, Ruby. You've made my day, and I think I think my friends' day as well. Yes, yes. Just come back later later this evening. Um, and I'll have them all ready for you. You can, you can deliver them as, as you will. Um, oh, I'm so looking forward to this. I've been, I've been thinking about this, this idea, just waiting for the perfect person to walk in who has three friends that they want to gift best friend things to. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> uh, Margaret, what kind of thing do you want to support? Uh, I think like a... Like a small weaponsmith, like a small blacksmith. No one foresaw the shopping montage, but I like it. Right? I didn't foresee <laughs> took that. A, took a real twist. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. I was prepared uh, to have you go fight a, an, an ancient black dragon. Doesn't well, it? <laughs> it's hard to just cram that in the back end of a two-episode uh, record night. So. Or at least, you know, walk up to the mountain and be like, we've made a terrible decision. Cut. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle time. Thanks for being here. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. Yeah, really? It's a little yeah, bit. I felt it end. once I was in it. Thank you. Thank you. As soon as it was like halfway through, I was like, this is sugar crisp. I hope somebody calls it. <laughs> you mean uh, that creepy like, oh, yeah, that the bear does oh, at the end. Is yeah. it a bear? It's a bear. It's a bear. It's a bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bear or a confused cat. One of the two. Oh, was he? No, he wasn't a raccoon. No, no. I think a bear. I th- I'm no. pretty sure bear. Isn't he sugar bear? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Sugar yeah. bear. Yeah. Sugar bear. Sounds sexual. Anyway. Anyway, Rep's here. Lex is here. You know who's not here? Amy. Well, let's talk about who's here first oh, okay. because Rep's our guest. Oh, and, and and oh that's true. Place. And he's, he's a guest? I thought he's just a part he's of the part podcast. Of the show now, now, basically. We have tricked him into being a cast member on the show, and I love it. We've done that with so I was many say, He is not the if only one. He came one. over to our house. Yep. He would be getting like plates and dishes like himself. He yeah. would be inside of our refrigerator. Yeah. He's a guest, but we put that in quotation sure. marks. Yeah. He's just yeah. one of the gang. So Rev is uh, Rev's part of our show. He shows up every now and again, basically whenever we can uh, steal him away from the Crit Show, which you should definitely be listening to. And also checking out their new cool streams because they're doing um, like guest DMs and GMs for different games and showcasing different games over on their Twitch. Uh, very cool. Very fun. Uh, they've got like a Star Wars one and some other really cool stuff, which I probably should have looked up before I immediately started talking about it. But you know what? That's okay. Cool. That's okay, too. It's fine. And that's okay. And that's cool. okay. Yeah. Cool. And that's now okay, we cool. can talk about who's not here. It's me. I'm Amy's not, not here. here guys. Amy's not here. I'm, I mean, she's I'm here not. right now, but she's not here, here, here yeah. for not, the episode. Not in the episode. I- 
I just wanted to pop in next time I miss you. Next time Rev comes on the show, which is probably going to be coming up somewhat soon, uh, Amy will be joining us. Dang right. Yeah. But until then, you know where you can find me? Over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. That's right. Amy plays Gael Knight Hunter Oglakanu in our, in the game that Tom runs. Yeah, she's a Goliath, and she has no time for Russ's uh, character Opal shenanigans. So if you want to see that really dynamic don't. really play out like yeah. intercharacterally, <laughs> and you do, yeah. um, you know what? Let's you give a little us. taste. Tom, give us a scene. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, picture it. You're in the downtown office. Welcome to the downtown office. Oh, Night Hunter, good to see you Funkity, here. Kitty, this is not downtown office. What this are you talking is about? Coffee shop. Yeah, no, this is my office. Look, we've got baguettes. We've got bag- baguettes. Yeah, bagels and baguettes and crumpets. It, the, all together, it's a baguette. Harold, <laughs> but behind the counter, has asked you to leave many times. Uh, Harold. Oh, it's a change of ownership. I should probably talk to them about re-upping our contract while we're here too. Oh, there goodness. Was never a contract. Two coffees, please. Okay. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We'll see you over there. I would love to say that that wasn't an accurate representation it's of what goes accurate. on in the game, but it was 100% an accurate representation. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty spot on. I loved yeah, it. It was good. Really yeah. bring it out in me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we'll get you back to the episode. Thanks for being here with us. Come join us on Patreon. Okay, bye. 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 Yeah, you find... Uh, you find one after walking through the street. You find a couple, but you find one that catches your eye. Uh, the sign uh, hung outside the door is in intricate ironwork, and it just says Harriet's on the on the sign. It's uh, it's not not lavish or anything like that. It's just a nice little hole in the wall place. Um, and you enter and you hear like heavy banging on on iron in the back, coming from the back of the room. Um, nobody else in here. You see um, a couple swords and some shields up on the walls. Not a lot of things. Uh, hello. The hammering goes for a couple more and then stops. You just hear it from the back. Hello? Somebody Somebody out there? Yes. She comes, uh, a, a short um, halfling woman, stout halfling woman comes out uh, and walks over to you and says, uh, so, sorry, she's wiping her hands, kind of wiping the grease off. Uh, oh, loud back there. Uh, hopefully you haven't been here long. What can I do for you? No, no, not at all. Noisy work. It, it is, isn't it? Uh, is, sorry, is there anything I can do for you, miss? Uh, yes, um, and I'm going to pull my mace out. Um, do you notice how this puts off this light? Uh, and the mace does, it gives off about 40 feet of light when it's drawn. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. That's it. I don't suppose you have uh, the ability or perhaps the stock. I'm looking for some daggers that would possibly do the same thing. Uh, you want you want a set of daggers that do the same thing, same light aspect, yes? Yeah, so we're going someplace that's going to be rather dark and torches may not always be the best option. Mm, fair enough. Um, y- yeah, I've got, she's looking it over. I, I got some material that might be able to do something like that. Um, how long are you in town for? Uh, unfortunately, not long, but uh, I could make a sizable donation to move this to the top of your list. Sure, sure, sure yeah. Um, well, I mean, I only got a couple other jobs, so a, a couple daggers shouldn't take too long. 
Um, you know what? Come back in a couple hours and, uh, uh, you know, I'll see what I got. Um, hopefully I'll have something that, uh, that'll suit you. Um, you, you like the work on this one here? Uh, would you want me to incorporate it to make it seem like it's a set or, um, what have I seen, um, everyone wield? Uh, everyone of your friends? Yeah. Arvid deals hot fire. So yeah, yeah. Perseus uh, <laughs> usually goes with his magic, but he also has a dagger of venom as a weapon. Okay. Yeah, and Lex typically uses that great sword. He has yeah. various other weapons, but that's the one that he goes for usually. And uh, what is what is Perseus's magic look like? Uh some sweet green hellfire. Okay. Uh, I think I would take a moment and describe. Uh, to to Harriet um, what Lex's sword hilt looks like so that it would match. Uh, and then I describe the the green fire and kind of the dark energy uh, that comes from Arvid. Uh, so they each kind of feel well kind of so they go with their sure. uh, with their their mood, their tone. Sure. okay, green fire. okay. Uh, what does Lex's hilt look like? I think it's probably quite simple, um, just like uh, like a leather wrapped kind of um, handle with a with very simple, basic look. He he got it on the go. This is no, you know, great heirloom that's been passed down or anything. It's a kind of an off the shelf standard great sword that was cash and carry non custom made. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then the fourth one could could look like the kind of the design of the mace. Yeah, she you give her all these descriptions, and you go, and then you come back a few hours later, and um, she comes out, and she has uh, a bundle uh, wrapped up in cloth, and she comes out and lays it out on the table and unrolls them, and um, the first one is uh, the one that looks like your mace. It's, it follows the exact same intricate, um, almost gold work. So she unravels it and all of them glow just a slightly different color depending on what she's, the work she's done with them. Um, yours is, yeah, has this intricate work along the hilt and the handle that kind of wrap um, down, like there's a, a handle that wraps over your knuckles, but also it kind of turns upwards um, with this starburst or sunburst pattern. Lex's, it definitely stands out as the most simple of all of them, but you lift it and it's like all of them are perfectly balanced, but this one, especially like she's taken the time. Um, it's, it looks like just like a brick of, uh, of steel, but it's light like the, um, that, that cuts across the hilt and it's like wrapped very tightly with very fine leather that ends in the, like this metal ball at the end. Perseus's is like this green tinted steel, um, and it's like flames look like they're climbing up the handle and wrapping around the base of the blade. And the blade itself is t- like tinted in this green and gives off this green aura, dark energy one. Like it's like this fluid dagger that there's no like stop to it. It just moves from moves from blade into the handle itself and like all kind of flows together. Um, and she, she steps back and she's showing them all to you and says, I, I, th- I think I've done it. 
Yes, I would be inclined to agree. These, these were, this was an amazing project to work on. Thank you for, thank you for coming to me. No, thank you. These are beautiful. You, you all settle up individually and meet back together. Um, I assume at the same tavern, given that they would said you could stay the night. You meet there and Arvid sits down and he's like, goodness, I found this medicine shop that uh, they're dealing in some is some interesting magic work uh, and set them up with a good security system, which they did not have previously. I feel like I did a good job. I'm, I'm sure you did a great job. Oh, well, good. Thank you. How did everybody else's evening go? Well, if you don't mind, if I jump in here, I, I have a little something for you. And I, in the center of the table, I like unfold kind of this pretty cloth and see this, this small, what looks like this small scene of, of, um, terrain and everyone, you know, probably is like, what would he do? Just kidding. It's very pretty. It's quite tiny. It's like a miniature of, of, of the terrain surrounding us. Oh, this is really cool. Yes. It's beautiful. But wait. Oh, there's there's more. And I, I separate the pieces and I hand one to each of my friends. And I wanted to show you how important our, our bond is to me that, that the, the pieces of each of us help, help me feel whole. So if you, if you would take this and, and, and keep it with you, I think it will, will help keep you safe. I'll never take it off. Yes, thank you very much. As I, I will wear it close to my heart. I, uh... I also actually have something for each of you. Um, and I set the, the bundle on the table and start to unwrap it. Where we're headed, it's probably going to be literally and figuratively the darkest thing that any of us have ever faced. Uh, and I have the bundle open by this time and each of these daggers is glowing with a slightly different light. Um, and I pass them out to, to uh, each of them. My hope is that with these, well, as long as we are each a light to one another, we'll always be able to find each other. These are incredible, Margaret. I've always admired your mace and how it it lights our path. And this is... It's super cool. Yes, it's super cool. This is... This is wonderful. I feel like I did not get the hint that we were purchasing gifts for each other. And I got some pills. <laughs> is this for the get wild time? Yes, I thought you don't need to provide gifts. I thought you had planned our entertainment for the night. Well, Perseus still has to go. But yes, we are getting freaky. Freaky. <laughs> well, I brought cheese for everybody. Um, and there's a little uh, like cheese knife set. For, for everybody to go with as well. So now when we have cheese, we've all got the stuff to eat the cheese with. And if we lose our lighted daggers, we have a small cheese knife to take on the darkness. Yes. True. Or if you lose the cheese knife, you've got something to still cut the cheese with. Cool. Mm, especially for all our nighttime uh, cheese fests. This oh, will yes. be very helpful. Late night snacks. All right, who's ready to get fucked? 
Dungeons and Dragons Season 2, Episode 80, starring Carla Maxted as Lex, Tom Laird as Perseus, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master, with guest Rev DeShane as Margaret Broadcloak. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiuk, Mark Hartless, Stevie, Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Aaron Stevens, Eric Houlihan, and Ray Serbeck. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast and on Twitter and Instagram at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk again soon. That no one thought could pull it off. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going with the time honored tradition of making our guests name our groups. Right? Yeah, me too. Oh. <laughs> we're the Rough Riders. <laughs> that would have been a wild answer. <laughs> I've already done Sorry. my naming. That's right. <laughs> you just hear Arvid in the back. Stop. Drop. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> No, is that not? I thought we had this conversation on the way here. Sorry, sorry. I just, weird spell, weird songs. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Mm, what you want to do? Chat about things? Cut to another scene? How do you, how do you want to go about this? Can we have a small fun adventure before we head into the Underdark? Because we're probably out of game, obviously. Not heading into the Underdark tonight. <laughs> no, so, probably not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what can we do that's fun, guys? Karaoke competition? Ooh. <laughs> cheese real, real cheese shop tour? for the back half of this episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> meet there and Arvid sits down. He's like, well, I, uh, nope, that's not Arvid. Oh, wow. Went, oh, boy. Went real oh, noofy there, oh, didn't we? Oh, ah, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. Name? Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. <sighs> Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. <sighs> L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f- the umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there. We'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll bird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.